0: You have found Behind the Lines presented by BetMGM. Super Bowl 58 has arrived. In this episode, we're going to look back at championship weekend, the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses over at the sports book. We will also look ahead to the early week spreads and totals. Well, there's only one left. It's the Chiefs versus the 49ers in Las Vegas, the first Las Vegas Super Bowl. Get a look at the early action. Over at BetMGM, and to do that, we welcome back the trading manager over at BetMGM, Christian Cipollini. Christian, how are you, sir?
1: Great. Uh, not the best week for the trading department because we uh, Super Bowl week, and we get to put up a thousand markets, but uh, it's definitely fun. Uh, so we're excited for it
0: yeah i'm I'm assuming that you guys are like always nervous about I, I don't know if you have like a little bell or a siren that goes off if you're getting like a bunch of action on a certain prop because I imagine it's pretty hard to police more than a thousand offerings at the at the at the book for the Super Bowl
1: yeah we obviously have notifications that pop up when that does happen, but yeah, it's tough to keep an eye on it. There's a, a hundred different markets all different ways, pretty much whatever you can think of, whatever the regulators allow us to put up we got up.
0: To your credit, you've already moved 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk from over a half a receiving yard to one and a half receiving yards. So if you want any indication that these guys are on it, there you go. They even have the fullback lines moving already here a couple days after the Super Bowl matchup was created. So let's get started here, Christian, looking back at the AFC and NFC Championship Games. How was it for you guys? Public win, public loss?
1: Yeah, both ended up being a public... uh... Loss, um, I, would, I would imagine so. For uh, that's because the book ended up getting a win here. Uh, Chiefs, Ravens. We really weren't getting a ton of Chiefs action. Uh, it was mostly the favorite there on the Ravens, so Chiefs winning outright ended up being a good outcome. Uh, and then for Lions, 49ers, uh, we had a ton of liability on Lions money line uh, mm-hmm. to the point where I it was one of the Biggest single market liabilities that I've seen outside of maybe a futures wow. market. That for a long shot, uh, for for a market that really had a you know a legitimate chance. Uh, one of the biggest straight liabilities we've seen. Um, so them not winning uh, was a big help. If they wouldn't have covered, it would have been even better. Uh, but it ended up working out for us. Um, both teams on that NFC side liability for the book. Uh, so we really kind of, you know, kind of really didn't matter each way. Uh, But once it got to that point of that Lions liability getting so high on the money line, uh, it made it so that that plus their future liability was uh, just too much for the book. So luckily, we were fortunate to get the 49ers outcome, although we do still have big uh, futures liability on them. I
0: wonder if you know or suspect whether that record liability for a money line was because of action from Lions fans in the state of Michigan where you guys are live.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to imagine. So pretty much since we opened it, we were taking money, uh, a majority of that coming from uh, the Michigan side of things. But, um, you know, there just was, I guess, in general, um, that's where people fell. But probably also what plays a little bit of a part is that, you know, we don't have uh, a sports in California. So there wasn't that other side to be betting on. Now, 49ers are obviously a big public team. You know, there's fans all, across, all over. But, um a little bit less likely for them to bet, you know, a minus 200, uh, you know, favor on the money line where everyone liked that that nice juicy plus 275, plus 300, whatever, and ended up being for the Lions.
0: And I'm sure the way the 49ers looked against the Packers the week before didn't help you guys in trying to not have as much liability either. So uh, that's interesting. And and now that we move forward to the Super Bowl, you mentioned last week that whoever won the NFC game was the team you as a sports book were going to be rooting against in the Super Bowl because of futures liability. So can you kind of elaborate now that we are here what you guys are looking at, what level of liability you have with the 49ers if they were to win the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, so one of our worst outcomes throughout the year um, was the 49ers, you know, usually the team that's the favorite, you know, ends up getting liability. So we had a decent amount on them throughout the year and it got worse as it got on and then it got way worse as we got close to the playoffs. Um, a lot of that liability does come from our Nevada books. So it may be a decent amount of California 49er fans, bettors that come over to Nevada, uh, go over and place their bets there. Um we are looking okay as it comes to uh, as we start looking at this other uh, at, at the Super Bowl game because off the bat we are getting Chiefs money um, so we're hoping that that's the way it stands and maybe we can you know kind of mix off a little bit of this 49ers liability
0: to christians point about maybe niners fans coming over to nevada Obviously, San Francisco to Vegas is a long drive, but there's still a lot of casinos in Reno, too, so uh that's only like less than a four-hour drive to get across the border from Northern California to go find a sportsbook over in uh, other places in Nevada outside of the Las Vegas area, so that's part of it as well, I'm sure, and like you said, the Niners were always a really good team that were going to be an attractive Super Bowl bet, so... um I'm going to go out on a limb, Christian, and say you could probably count on your hand the number of times you guys have been rooting for Patrick Mahomes to win since he's been in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they talked about it a few times, how, how few times he's been an underdog in games. Uh, he went back-to-back games there. Being an underdog, you know that's obviously very rare. Usually, the sports book is rooting for the underdog, uh, so most of the times Patrick Mahomes is a favorite. So, uh, yeah, when when he does end up being an underdog and wins up, ends up winning, it ends up good for the book, which is not too many times that it will happen, though.
0: All right, so let's move forward now and look at the early week spread and total. We'll mention money line here to Christian as well, since we only have one game left here. And it is Super Bowl 58. It is a rematch between the Niners and the Chiefs from a few years ago. No Tyreek Hill this time. Take out Jimmy Garoppolo. Put in uh, Brock Purdy. Take out Emmanuel Sanders. Put in Brandon Ayuk in this offense. So it's it's some new pieces here and there. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is still the quarterback. And he is a slight underdog, Christian. Again, for the third consecutive playoff game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, crazy that he ends up being an underdog. But as we did talk last week, uh, this line has has moved from where the look ahead line, where the look ahead line was 49ers minus three. Uh, We opened at 49ers minus two and a half and we're now down to 49ers minus one and a half.
0: Wow. So steady stream of early Chiefs action here for you guys. Uh, What are we looking at in terms of money line and total for this one?
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a tight money line. Uh, 49ers at minus minus one twenty, chiefs at even money. And then we have a 47 and a half point total.
0: Okay. So 47 and a half, it's kind of a keyish number if you're talking over unders with 47. So that's where we're at on that. Um, it's, it's an interesting handicap for me just to give you kind of my cliff notes here. I'll go into more details and more handicapping next week on the megapod for the lines.com. But just my quick Kind of headline thoughts for this matchup. Um, The Chiefs better figure out something with their right tackle, Jawan Taylor, and the number of penalties he continues to get and how often he's getting beat because now he's going to be lined up against Nick Bosa in this matchup. So that's a concern. And even though the Chiefs have looked impressive and uh, survived the AFC championship game, they still only scored 17 points offensively against a legitimate defense. And that was one of the questions I had coming into that game. Was what we saw against the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills more accurate for what the Chiefs offense is now, or is what we saw against the Ravens more accurate? And that defense they faced in Baltimore is closer to what we'll see, at least in terms of a pass rush with what the 49ers provide. So that's the interesting side when the Chiefs have the ball for me, when the 49ers have the ball, I don't. I will go to my grave wondering why the the Ravens didn't run the ball more than they did in that game. Uh, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to make the same mistake. I think they're going to run it as much as they're able to, as much as game script will allow with Christian McCaffrey. It is the weakness of the Chiefs' defense. As long as that's in a positive or a neutral game state, I think they have an advantage running the ball here. Um, If the Chiefs load the box, then the guys on the outside are going to have opportunities to win on -on one-on-one matchups with Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle, and also potentially here Debo Samuel. So um, it's it's chess match in this game. I, this is probably not going to be a game where I have a bet on the spread or the money line before it starts, but it's certainly going to be a game where I'm going to be interested in betting live. If the Niners come out in this weak zone defense that we saw in the first half against the Lions and what the Ravens tried to do in the first half against the Chiefs and Mahomes tore them up, well, I'm going to be interested in, in betting the Chiefs in that situation. If they're playing man defense and making it tougher for Mahomes, I might be interested in, in live betting the Niners in that situation. So, And if the 49ers are having success running the ball in this game, then I'll be more inclined to maybe put a live bet in on the 49ers. So that's kind of where I'm at on this matchup here. Christian, let's also look at Super Bowl MVP odds. And you know this market was open for you guys before we got to this point, so there were opportunities to get Niners or Chiefs at good numbers, which... If everybody was in the lines.com discord, some of you may have gotten some of those numbers that I also got on these 49ers when they were, you know, two or three times the odds of what they are now. But kind of lay down the list here of of what we're looking at in terms of Super Bowl MVP odds. Obviously, the two quarterbacks will be at the top of the list.
1: Yeah, so we have have had this market open throughout the playoffs. um, But once we get here, you know, it changes up. But uh, I'd say our first tier here is our most realistic options uh, to win, which is the two quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes at plus 125, and then Brock Purdy at plus 220, uh, and then McCaffrey at plus 450. So those are the three right off the bat that are in that kind of tier one most realistic candidates. Outside of that, then we go to Travis Kelsey, who's plus 1,400, and then you got Debo at plus 3,500, Pacheco at plus 3,500, Ayuk and Rashid Rice at plus five thousand, and then George Kittle out there at plus eight thousand. Um, so those are the ones, you know, the skill position players, you know, the, the main ones most likely. And then everyone outside of that is, you know, a hundred to one or higher.
0: For sure. So a couple headlines here for me.
1: I can't remember the last time that
0: the team that was the Super Bowl favorite, even if they're only a small favorite has their quarterback at plus 200 or longer to win Super Bowl MVP. And that's the case with Brock Purdy here. And listen, I'm a 49ers fan. I get it. We know that, for the most part, there's been plenty of people in NFL media and the talking heads that don't want to give Brock Purdy his roses. Um, If he has a fairly clean game, if he has this type of game and the Niners have the type of box score that we saw last time, he's going to be right there with Christian McCaffrey. You know, it was, he was the reason the Niners came back in the second half of that game, even though it was McCaffrey who had more than 100 total yards and two touchdowns. So McCaffrey, to me, is very similar case to what we saw with Cooper Cup a couple of years ago. Just the the guy who gets a ton of volume in the offense, and clearly he's the most likely if it's not going to be a quarterback if the Niners win. And I think plus 450 is a, a decent price if you want to take a shot on, on a non-quarterback here. I'll at least mention with Debo Samuel that he is a wide receiver that at least has a chance to detach his stats from the quarterback because of sometimes being used in the running game and sometimes getting some goal line carries. So if that's how it plays out in the Super Bowl, then there is a straight line to potentially Debo getting MVP instead of Brock Purdy because of that caveat. I think it's harder for Brandon Ayuk. I think it's harder for George Kittle. Um, because in all likelihood, if they have crazy big games, then Brock Purdy's probably still going to win MVP, unless he has a couple of interceptions or a fumble or something. So, you know, you're kind of threading the needle with some of these other pass catchers not named Debo Samuel. On the Chiefs' side, I want to mention Isaiah Pacheco. And what's interesting to me about Pacheco, you know, I already mentioned Christian McCaffrey too, but these running backs in particular in this Super Bowl, Christian, Even though we haven't had a running back win Super Bowl MVP since Terrell Davis in 1998 on the Denver Broncos, most of the teams that we've seen over the past 20 years have gone to running back by committee in these games. So it's almost dead on arrival for a running back to win Super Bowl MVP. They're just not getting enough volume. This Super Bowl, we have two bell cows. They're getting all the touches. So if the touchdowns in this game come on the ground instead of the air, It's a lot easier for these running backs to win Super Bowl MVP than it has in in my recent memory. So um, that at least makes Pacheco interesting at 35 to one. And, you know, anybody else here, who knows, right? Like a defensive player could have two picks or a pick six or something Maybe that happens. It's just hard to handicap that or predict or how that's going to work out. So those are my headline thoughts on Super Bowl MVP here. You know, anything stand out to you about any of these guys that are maybe down the board? Or do you share my opinion that it's certainly a an intriguing price on Brock Purdy, given his team's the favorite in this game?
1: Yeah, uh, I'll just quickly touch on where our liability sits. Those okay. first three in that Tier 1, uh, Purdy, Mahomes, and McCaffrey. Uh, we don't have any liability there. We're okay if those three wins, and then basically anyone else outside of that, we have a ton of liability on. Uh, obviously, the price you know makes sense to where that lands, um, and then kind of to what you said, you know, people see the price, and you know, you can talk yourself into a few different players. Uh, the only thing I was just going to say was that uh, Damian Williams in this you know Super Bowl rematch absolutely should have been the Super Bowl MVP in that Super Bowl. But Patrick Mahomes did end up winning. So maybe a little bit di- different story there because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And to that credit, you know, if Chris- Christian McCaffrey has a similar game, you know, they may be more inclined to give it to him as opposed to Purdy. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, similar things. Certainly, you know any player could end up having a good game. And especially if it ends up being a defensive battle uh, that, that leaves all those other guys to be open. Um, But, you know, typically this does go to the quarterbacks. So. I
0: will, I will be salty till I go to the grave that my Damian Williams Super Bowl 54 (laughs) ticket did not cash for MVP. The man had 17 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown and added another four for 29 and a second touchdown through the air and Mahomes had two interceptions in that game against the Niners, and they still gave it to Mahomes. I'm still salty. So (laughs) your point is well taken there for sure. Um, So there's always that chance, right? Like this is still an award voted on by media there at the game. The mechanics of it are interesting to me because, you know, most media leave the press box and go down to the field at some point in the fourth quarter. So, like, what if the MVP is won late in the game, right? You know, are there enough left in the press box to still vote on it? How does that work? So this is always a squirrely, funky situation. Just understand that. And uh, the guy who's most deserving from time to time still doesn't win, at least in terms of, you know, history of how often each position wins. We have had two wide receivers win in the past five years. We mentioned Cooper Cup. The other was Julian Edelman. We have, you know, mostly quarterbacks, obviously Von Miller was an outlier with the Denver Broncos. Um, he won it. Malcolm, Malcolm Smith, Smith with the Seahawks. Yep. And that big blowout over the Broncos. And then before that, Santonio Holmes was the last wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So as you're hearing. Long way to go to get to Terrell Davis back in 1998, but some of these other wide receivers that won Super Bowl MVP, Heinz Ward, Dion Branch. Uh, we also had Ray Lewis win Super Bowl MVP, along with a safety Dexter Jackson for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, last trivia question for you. Can you name one of the last Super Bowl MVPs who won it partially because of special teams, Christian? <laughs> I knew I, I, it wasn't an easy one. I put you on the spot.
1: No, no, I can't think of it all. Not right now.
0: Green Bay Packers receiver slash kick returner Desmond Howard. Wow. Way back in the back. late 90s. Yeah, way back in the late 90s. So, so there you go. I mean, we mentioned Terrell Davis, 1998, the last Super Bowl running back MVP. Before that, Emmitt Smith, Otis Anderson, Marcus Allen and John Riggins, at least since 1980. Those were the wow. running backs that have won Super Bowl MVP. So mostly a quarterback award. In recent years, there's been a couple of wide receivers, but it might be interesting that we actually have a couple of bell cows in this game with potentially running the, running the ball advantages in the matchup here. So it should be a fun one. Christian, any final thoughts here before we uh, before we head out on this Super Bowl? I know it's a it's a big time for BetMGM. You know our listeners and viewers can go over to thelines.com and use the promo code the lines. There's plenty of awesome offers out there if you're in a state with online sports betting. There's a bet five get 158 for Super Bowl 58 in bonus bets out there. So I just I know this is a very busy time an important time for you guys and we always appreciate it man so if there's anything else you'd like to add uh, fire away
1: Yeah I was just going to say for Super Bowl you know there's so many different markets out there so you know just take your time you know research what you're going to look up there's you know so many different things you can find you know little edges here and there that are definitely out there in the Super Bowl that aren't there in the normal game so do your research and, and you know go pick out something that, that looks fun and appealing you know especially something that's fun to root for and you know one that you think you can hit
0: I love how in-depth your prop menu is for the Super Bowl. It's phenomenal. I have a writer who is obsessed with kicker props, Evan Scrimshaw. He's going to be doing a story on your kicker props for the Super Bowl, so look out for that. Any angle you can think of, we're going to find it for you. Are you guys going to do anything with Taylor Swift, by the way? Any Swifty themed props?
1: So, yeah, a lot of that comes with the regulators and things aren't allowed in certain states. So, you know, the ones that we can, we're going to be able to do that. The one you mentioned kicker props, I don't know what states it'll be allowed in, but the one I'm really excited to price up is uh, how will the how will a field goal be missed? You know, if it's missed wide, right, wide left, cro- right, crossbar, r- left crossbar. Uh, so that one I'm excited to price up. That one will be fun. So hopefully, I might I have know to text you to when about. that
0: opens. Cause as a 49ers fan. I am well aware of how Jake Moody misses field goals. <laughs> I will tell you that
1: <laughs> wide right is wide, right is maybe going to be the favorite on that one. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not kidding, man. You're not kidding.
0: All right. Can't wait. Should be awesome. Go check out the prop menu at BetMGM for the Super Bowl. It's going to be a fantastic game between the Niners and the Chiefs. I can't wait. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Behind the Lines, presented by BetMGM, part of the Lines Podcast Network.